welcome back to the Rugby Connection podcast. So, this week, Women's Six Nations returned and what results we had. We had history in the Allianz Cup and, you know, URC, Premiership, Super Rugby, everywhere in the rugby world, Rugby Connection has you covered. Joining us this week, she's back again. She can't get enough. It's Gemma. Repeat attender. <laughs> Repeat attender, yeah. Definitely didn't leave in nine months, as we as you promised. So there you go. I, I did say I'd be back sooner this time. <laughs> and it was three weeks. It was, yeah. There you go. Improvement. How, how are we? Good, thank you. Very, very busy bee at the moment, but um really, really good. Just soaking it all in, you know, taking every opportunity I can and yeah, just trying to keep spreading the word, really. Yeah, I mean I did see that you've now got the Gemma Norton Trophy. Honestly, I got this email a few weeks ago from the Devon RFU saying we'd love to name a plate after you. Um, we're naming one after inspirational women in rugby from Devon, and your name was put forward. And I literally had I had about a half an hour cry because, like, the, I do the stuff that I do. I don't do it for me. I do it to try and you know I do it for sixteen year old me who needed rugby so much. Yeah, and so. You know, to have stuff like that, it's just, it was just mind blowing. And I will say, though, I had the biggest imposter syndrome ever because <laughs> there's other women like, so Laggy Tuima, so who started um, down at my old club, Topsham. Um, and there's like Sarah Cox, outstanding international referee. And then there's like Bob from the block here, um, <laughs> <laughs> who makes a few TikToks. So yeah, the imposter syndrome was majorly real, but it was an incredible honour. It sounds amazing. I think they missed a step though. I would have called it the Prop Life Trophy or the well, Prop Life I, Cup. That would have been that would have been so much fun. Well, I didn't actually know what they were going to put on it because they said they wanted to name it after me, and I was like, "Are you going to name it after me or my handle?" Or yeah. I just kind of left it in their hands, and I was very impressed. But no, it's an incredible honour, and it's just the fact that like in fifty years' time you know, a girl picking up that trophy may Google and may see, you know, where things are going, a little bit of what I've done. That's just incredible to me. Yeah. I mean, who knows one day you might get the Rugby Connection player of the match. I don't know. But there you go. Hydration specialist of the match. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> anyway, into the rugby, because the TikTok Women's Six Nations returned after this nice little week off as we call it. I didn't like the week off. I as a fan. Um <laughs> I was I was very upset. I didn't know what to do with myself. I actually had a weekend that wasn't solely rugby. It was really upsetting. <laughs> you can't have a a weekend without rugby. You need it. You do need it. It was really upsetting. <laughs> but yeah, round four came absolutely back with a bang and I was so excited to see it. Wales versus France. 33-5. Yes, but I don't... It's not a thumping. It's not. We've discussed no, this last and that's time. the not. thing. I am so excited by this Wales team and the commitment and the cohesion that's getting there with yeah. every single game. Um, I truly believe that, especially in like another year or so, this Wales team, they're truly, truly... There's The talent is there. And the... I mean, look at like players like Sinead Harris. I mean, that incredible carry from Kira Bevan 
yeah. she just absolutely so such a smart dynamic player you know the talent is there and I think with the opportunities and the coaching and that development we are going to they're going to be a really really hard team to watch in a year or so especially and I think yeah, yeah they've had much worse scores put against them by much um previously by much less threatening teams France yeah. We always know whenever France come on the pitch, you know, France are going to, they're going to carry hard. They, mm -hmm. they compete hard and they bring that physicality. So I, I personally was really, really impressed with Wales. Yeah, uh, I can't agree more, but sticking to the, to the French. Laurie Sanzu, again, she is fantastic. And Koi Jacquetti, the fullback. Yes. What a, I mean, what a run in, what a step. The wheels on that girl. I she's as quicker as I always end up somehow saying on this pod. I'm like she runs at the speed my brain thinks I run at. She's just incredible. I love that saying though. It runs faster than my brain. <laughs> so my brain thinks I'm like my brain's like yeah you are Chloe Rowley you are you know Jazz Joyce, and then the reality <laughs> is like maybe if they were having a really off day. <laughs> I mean, fair, but I mean, to be fair, she is on the seventh circuit as well as Chloe. I did hear that in commentary after that beautiful try. I was like, oh, she does this in the seventh. I was like, oh, no wonder she's rapid. Yeah, but I, I, <laughs> I think the sevens to fifteens transition can be a lot harder than people anticipate. Oh, definitely. Um, in my entirely unprofessional, unseasoned <laughs> opinion on that, um, as someone who whose entire in sevens experience is usually in a Hawaiian shirt of some variety. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a hard transition and not everyone finds it very natural, I don't think. Um, so having a player who's done that and who takes that ability to find the space and then not only find it and utilise it so well, I think that's the kind of smarts that sevens players bring to 15s. Yeah, but I also yeah. think it's important that we recognise not every player that does that transition can do that. No, that's fair. But France march on still undefeated in this tournament. We go over to Parma, where... Uh, miserable for me. Italy <laughs> 20, Scotland 13. It was a good game, but it was, the weather was absolutely horrific. Oh, it looked it. It absolutely looked it. But again, I was... I was so proud of this Scotland team. Um, I, I like, I'm, I love seeing Italy play at the moment. Their backs are so smart and so dynamic. And I think again, with a little bit more cohesion and some contracts, <coughs> um, <laughs> and some contracts, they will really, really develop further. Again, another team I think will be really exciting to watch. Um, but again, Scotland so exciting. So exciting. That's the tightest scoreline they've had all tournament. And they grafted for it. They absolutely, they are a team of grafters. And I respect that so much. My, my favourite bit was Emma Wasso scoring and shouting at the ref, I've got it down. I've got it down. I love that. That was literally me. When I, I, so I have, in my rugby career, I, I'm that forward that like runs in and sets up tries. So I don't tend to score tries, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'll, I'll run in, like, take in, like, four or five people, have, like, 
I'm usually somewhere at the bottom of a rock getting squished. And um, so the one time I scored a try, I literally was like, I put it down. I did it. I did the thing. I did it. I actually did it. So I totally relate to that. But watching her come back from injury, she's such a big ball carrier. She yeah. brings so much to that team. Um, and I don't what know how to- she's back this week. I Because I was at the Scotland-France game and she was water supplier that game. Yeah. Rest heavily taped. And I asked her at the end, I was like, what did you do? She ruptured the ligaments in her wrist. Mm-hmm. And she's left, she was out in two weeks. That's, that, no, that's bionic. <laughs> that is a lot of rupturing for like several come. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oof. But going to Italy, I mean, Melissa. Betone, uh, Bettany with a try and the player of the match Michaela Solari what a boot she has on her and I, a very funky strong cap like, I know you were the nice red one but I think you might need to go for the polka dot one oh see I, yeah I debate this you know I might have to have like on rotation because I love my red Canterbury one and when I was speaking to Canterbury about like scrum caps and stuff like that I said you know, my club colours are red and black, which are obviously very similar to your colours. So, you know, something of that ilk would look really good. Yeah. Um, and they were like, yep, here you go, red scrum cap, which I've now had full fun testing on my TikTok, um, as you may have seen with, uh, what have I done so far? Headbutted doors. The ice bucket challenge, you brought that back. I've seen that. Mr. Prop Life, that was his favourite way to start a Saturday. Um, waking up, babe, can you chuck a bucket of water over my head? It, it was like all oh, his Christmases had come at once. <laughs> but yes, I may have to get a spotty one to put on rotation. Get a customised one. The prop wife. So that could be a great merch move. Think, you know, prop wife scrum caps. Yeah. Four tries, eat pies. So. <laughs> For the sesh. I do it for the beers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. just Patent pendant. Variety of colours, different font. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, it was a good win for LA. It was their first win of this campaign. Scotland still win last spot. Again, I think this has shown everyone or people that want to be part of women's rugby that a scoreboard doesn't tell you a full story. Because yeah. I did tell you this before we started recording, I did have some millennial, not millennial, some Neanderthal caveman. Oh, there's no point giving women money because it's a waste of investment. Shut up. Honestly, if I had a pound for every time I, I, I got stuff like that, and I get it on my TikTok all the time of like, the one that really confuses me is like, eh, our under 14 boys could beat you. And I'm like, no. Also, the fact that your brain goes there is a very strange place. Like, no, there's so much odd about that to me. I think the bit that got me, I think I mentioned it with Anya a few weeks ago, was I don't get how, just in sport in general, how do you go from, damn it, they missed a kick to, damn it, I hope you die. Like, how do you turn that switch so quick? I, some people, (laughs) I just don't understand them. Um, they, they, 
they just I think some people really look for an outlet to be hateful yeah. and it could be women's rugby popped up it could be trans athletes it could be it could be literally anything and some people will find that as an excuse to be hateful yeah um, I think the whole yeah Try to pick my words very carefully here. Some people you can't, you will... can't swear on the show. You are allowed. I know I have done on the first time I came. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I was like, I yeah. shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but no, I um some people will find anything as an outlet to be hateful. It yeah. doesn't matter what pops up. Um and I think as well, some people will pick any bit of evidence that suits their own agenda. So I can turn around and be like, there's not just you know, there's there's issues within rugby, and I've had people threatening to come and like banging my front door because I said that. One. Yeah, and I was like, "Calm down, Kyle. You're about twelve. Like, no. yeah, I remember. I remember you dealt with us. Come on, mate. Like, yeah, but we move. <laughs> my, my big thing is like people like I get trolling differently because I'm not. I'm not the enemy. You know, I'm not saying you are, but you know what you know what yeah. I mean. The, no, I know. I know what you mean. mean. So I'll get stupid, and I'm like, yeah, but like, would you say that to my face? Like, would oh. Would you say it to my face, though? No. Ninety nine percent of them honestly wouldn't. They just they look for a reaction. So I've got a much stricter like block policy than I used to. Um, I used to kind of like give them a bit of sass and stuff. Now, but now I just I do a delete and block because honestly, those people they don't deserve my time. So. And they don't deserve to have the the little ego trip that they need fed. Um, yeah. But what I do do is screenshot their comments and send it to their rugby clubs because that is not in line with the rugby value. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's what's one? What's I do? I either go, "That's your opinion." That's always my favourite one. Just reply with, "That's your opinion." Sometimes I, I go the... like, mm, "Or uh, thanks for commenting." Like, thank you for your comment. And then other times I will just if I've if you've caught me on a bad day, yeah, I will just no, you're wrong. I will never swear in a comment, but I will just be like, "Fuck off, you're wrong." <laughs> I so yeah, I had someone who who left a stream of hateful comments on one of my videos a little while ago, but <laughs> they so I went onto their TikTok just to have a little nosy to see if I could work out who it was, and they had their Instagram linked to their TikTok. Yeah. Then I went on his Instagram and worked out which rugby club because also as well on his profile and everywhere had a massive um photos of him and his rugby club badge just like I've got now. So it took me about two minutes to work out where his rugby club was. And I didn't do anything harsh, but if anything I probably did him a massive favor because I don't think some young people realise how much trolling comments will come back to bite them in a few years. Yeah. So I just took screenshots of the comments and turned around to the rugby club and went, someone who has got your logo emblazoned all over all of their profiles is leaving these comments. I know that that's not reflective of your club and I know that's not reflective of the rugby values. Yeah. Please, could you have a word? And they were great about it. They took it very, very seriously. Um, they did everything I could have asked for and more. So. It's great to hear. I mean, basically, I think I've, we've all said this some point on this show. Don't be a dick. Yeah, it's. I just don't get it because, like, if in doubt, just honestly, just scroll on. I 
I've said to friends, to people I consider friends, if you don't want to see what I'm doing right now, I will not be mad if you unfollow me because I'm posting a lot, I'm doing a lot at the moment because yeah. that's where I'm at. But I also understand that not everyone wants to see that on their feed. And if you don't want to see what I'm producing on your feed, fine, just yeah. unfollow me. Um, yeah. I just don't, I don't get the point in leaving hateful comments. There's stuff that pops up on my TikTok. I'm like, not really a bit of me. Yeah. There's no point in me leaving hateful comments because I don't really hold any hate. I just, yeah. just we scroll on. Sorry, Gemma, you are getting unfollowed. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Last game of round four. Yes. I don't know where to start with this. The Red Roses, absolutely dominant. Right. Against Ireland. Yeah. It was 10 0 at half time. Yes. Full time. Ireland nil. England, 69. What happened? What was told at half time? I think I think the Irish defence was really, really strong in that first first half. Um yeah. to to have such a low scoreline against the Red Roses. Yeah, yeah. Um I then, you know, you look at you look at who scored as well. You've got Hannah mm-hmm. Bottom and bringing in tries. Um, you've got um I my brain's just taken a total walkabout. <laughs> uh, but you've got like Lark Davis scoring tries left, right, and centre. You've got um, you Poppy Poppy Cleal bringing in a try. Yeah, got, you know it was a day for the forwards. It really, really was, um, and that comes through hard carrying. That comes through those big carries. Those big, you know, the people that we know make themselves impossible to tackle. Yeah, um, I mean, I will just, I'm just going to talk about the Red Roses for this because there was so much to talk about. The big one, the GOAT, number 13, Emily Scarlett, 100th cap. I'm saying it now, I'm making a bold prediction. She will be England's most cap player ever. Ooh, you think she's going to get over Rockies? She's going to surpass Sir uh, Leonard. Jason Leonard. Jason Leonard. Leonard. She's going to surpass Rocky Clark and she will beat Ben Youngs. I don't know whether she'll get to that to that stage because that if you when you look at the statistics that's mm-hmm. a few years away and she was saying on 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 good scas rugby a little while ago about you know um aging and rugby and you know things not feeling quite as they did uh, understandably a few years ago but you know what? I really hope she does because she absolutely deserves it she's an absolute grafter and she brings so much more than just rugby she brings leadership you know, you can see that the way that every single person speaks about her, she inspires, and that's the kind of player that keeps. They get capped. Alan yeah. Wynne Jones is a prime example of that. You know, he's is he the, you know, is he scoring tries left, right, and centre? Absolutely not. Is he a grafter that inspires people? Absolutely yeah. yes. Um, so she's she's doing that in her own way. And to be watched on, and I don't know if you've seen the footage of like um, Jill Burns and so many of the like OG capped women. Yes, I've seen that. It just, it got me. It really (laughs) got me because it was like everyone came out and they were sat there in their caps, these women who paved the way for people like myself, for grassroots women's players. They started normalising rugby so that girls like me would have a better time. And that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to pick up that mantle that yeah. they made so amazingly and just keep running with it. 
hundred percent. So I'm I'm looking at it right now. Ben Youngs has a hundred fifteen England caps. Skaz has just gotten to a hundred. So now you've got one more game for the Six Nations. So there's a hundred and one. Providing like, there's no injury or anything. But Rocky like has 139. 139? Oh, shit. I thought it was tighter. No. No, that's right, the right. thing. Right, I'm, cha- I'm changing my prediction now. She will definitely surpass Jason yes, Leonard I, and Ben Youngs. I think she may surpass them. I, that's the only reason I said no was because of Rocky's... Oh, I thought it was all... I'll, I'll, I'll have a wee look on her. Rocky Clark. It was either 139 or 137, and I'm having a total brain fart. But she's over 130. I'm scared to find the number. Rocky Clark. 137 caps. 137. I apologise. I, I got overexcited. But, um, well, yeah, so... we'll figure out the math. So there's one left in the Six Nations. So I'll take ideally take her to 101. Yeah. You will have maybe one or two World Cup warm-up games before the World Cup. Do they count? Yeah, they count as caps, yes. As, as yes, a, they do. Yeah. Some, some do, some don't. Uh, let's just say they do. So there's... She'd probably need at least another five, six years. I don't think... to What, to beat Rocky? Oh, no, no, I'm just meaning for Ben. So like, to beat yeah. Ben, she's got... Next Probably week. Two years? Three. Three years. Two, two years to beat Ben. Or to get where Ben's at now. Yeah. Yeah. You, well, no, because the World Cup's this year. So if England get to the... Well, when England get to the final, that's eight games. So mm-hmm. Emily Scarlett will probably finish this season, or this year, this calendar year, on 108, 109 caps. See, that's very doable. That's very doable. And then it's, it's, it's generally not out of reach then. No. Interesting times. No, I'd <laughs> love her to, like I said, she's so iconic. And even as a forward, I just, there's so much about her I appreciate. And the way that she presents herself, she's mm. just class. I, I was really lucky to be in an O2 and lab Bible call with her a few years ago. And she was just class the whole time. Um, she, you know, she's aware of the impact that she can have, I think, especially with those younger girls. And she's, she's yeah, she's awesome. Got a lot is, of, got a lot is, of is, she, is she the goat? She's the back's goat. For me, Rocky, Rocky is the forward's goat because, you know, 137 caps, but she is absolutely the back's goat. I would just say she, I mean, like, I do, I kind of start doing like personal accolades and all that as well. When, when yeah. you talk, when you talk about like greatest of all time, yeah, like, what's this going to be our fourth, fifth Six Nations title potentially? Yeah. She's won the World Cup. She was World Player of the Year. Olympian. An Olympian, yeah. Yes, Emily Scott is the goal. There's yeah, there's no denying it. We're she's, just she's done she's done tournaments like Thanos's glove, like she's got everything. It's got she's everything. everything, you know. Snap, snap, done, next. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> just need now British Irish Lion, Emily Scarlett. 
I mean, British and Irish Lion and my mate has a team called the Rum Dumpsters that are looking that's, a, that's such a good name. <laughs> so good and so horrible. Love it. Um, yes, no, hopefully British and Irish Lion as well. Yeah, um, it would be crossed. absolutely deserved. This is, you know, I, I really want a women's lion, because I've said this before, but I also think that we need to keep looking at the issues at international level, at, you know, as well as looking at alliance, i.e., you know, the Six Nations is almost two-tier at the moment. Yeah. And so, yes, let's get moving on alliance, but also let's get Scotland some contracts. Yep. You know, let's keep pushing with where we're at and what we've got at this level. And then we're going to have a really good lions because primarily at the moment, your lions would be a lot of English. Yeah. Uh, we'll get there. We will. Oh. And I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited to see it if there would be as and when there's a, a women's lions you know i will travel i will go to it because it would just be the most iconic thing rugby connection proud sponsors of the british and irish lions I'd, if that ever happened i don't know what i'd do with myself <laughs> so history was also made at sandy park this weekend Gemma, you were there exeter chiefs I, i'm gonna say thumped because I know, that, again, the scoreboard doesn't tell you the full story, but considering this team have only been established for two years, yeah, and they beat the heavy hitters, Harlequins, to become the first Allianz Cup winners, 57-12. Also, Kate Zachary, Captain America. There's so oh. much. I mean, I was just, I was lucky to be there. So it was incredible. It was a lovely crowd. It was one of the record crowds for our women's games at Exeter as well. Um, they are building and building, and it's such a lovely crowd. I mean, I'm so lucky that every time I go there, I end up taking selfies with about nine different people. Um, <laughs> I have a lovely time. But it's just incredible, and it's everything I've wanted to see from women's rugby. It's just getting better and better at Sandy Park, and it's exciting to see. I think there was a big scoreline. Um, Harlequins obviously brought a lot of very young players. Yeah. Um, players that have not had as many shirts. I think they did really well. And I think that there's a lot of promise there. But yeah, Exeter absolutely dominated the show. Um, they, you know, they really, really turned up. They played their absolute skins off. They were so physical. They were absolutely everywhere. You've got dangerous people, you know, people who, if you give them a, a, a millisecond, you're in trouble, like Kate Zachary, Janine Desavo who's had a yeah. belter of a season this year. Yeah. Um, she's on, like, stupidly big statistics. She's on, like, two to three tries per game at this point, you know? Oh, speaking of stupid stats, I forgot to mention it, just when we're on about the England game. Lydia Thomas, Thompson. Yeah. 42 tries and 52 caps. Are you kidding me? Insane. Actually, speaking of... I'm, I'm a big stat man this week. I've been looking at... I've been looking at... Uh, we Red Rollers. 22 wins on the bounce. This tournament alone, so in four games, they have scored 258 points. They have scored 42 tries. The, the game against Ireland had an attendance of 15,836. 
which is a record attendance for an England women's rugby game. Yeah. They've conceded two tries. Two! Yeah. But one was against Scotland. Yes. <laughs> but Do you know no, what? The, uh, the attendance, again, the, the attendance really gets me because one of the biggest comments I hear is, well, no one watches women's rugby. Yeah. Well, no, no one will watch it. Why are you putting it in stadiums? Well, as we've proven, people will watch it. As Shauna Brown said at the end of last season, women are proving time and time again, if yeah. you give us a platform, you give us that little bit, that little tiny taste of what we can do, we will yeah. show you that we'll turn up and we'll use it. Um, yeah. You know, 15,000 watching the rugby, 91,000 consistently watching women's football. I was just going to say, have you seen the video? Of I, no one watches women's football. Ninety-one and a half thousand people at the new camp in Barcelona, and apparently, that's not the first time they've done it. They've done it quite yeah. regularly this season. It's been ninety thousand, ninety-one thousand. I think I've seen ninety-seven thousand. So ninety-one was the record, I believe. Um, that was the record breaker. But they honestly, it's just it's showing, and like women's cricket as well. Um, I'm not sure of all the statistics on that, but there have been record-breaking crowds at that. And it's, as I said, it's just showing that when you give these women platform and if you do start to show it, and it's literally asking for the bare minimum, it's like putting it more on primetime instead of the back of BBC Sport. Just doing stuff like that is just so important. Um, yeah. Giving us access to stadiums. You know, the, the, the vibe when I went to Wales be Scotland was just incredible. Um, and I'm very excited for what's to come. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to take over. And if for those that don't like it, find a new sport, find a new hobby, because you're going to get left behind. Anyway, going around the world of rugby, because it keeps on turning, another week, more drama, more heartbreak, if you... Support XR. <laughs> Can't get both doing well. It's just you're just not allowed. So I think sadly, this, this season, I think the season for Exeter, you know, it's been a real developer season. Um, we've had yeah. a lot of these young players coming through. We've had a lot of very senior, very established players on the move, um, and we've got obviously more players on the move, as you've probably seen with Don Armand retiring. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I shed a little tear because Don um, is one of my Exeter loves. He's a lovely, lovely man. I've had the privilege of meeting him quite a few times. Yeah. When I was first getting into rugby, he was very lovely, very encouraging, um, and he's been an absolute stalwart at Exeter Chiefs. He's he's one of the most consistent people. Yeah. When you put Don Armand on a pitch, you know exactly what you're going to get in the best ways. Like you know yeah. you're going to get that big physical player who would literally run in front of a double-decker bus for his club. Um, yeah, he would, yeah. He literally, he would. He'd run in front of a bus. And I, to be fair, I, I think the bus would come off worse. That man is nails. <laughs> yes, he's big, big man. Um, but yeah, sadly, the boys didn't get the win at the Stone X. Sarson was a pretty solid comeback in the second half. 38-22. Champions Quinns beat League... Leaders, Leicester Tigers, 26-20. Yeah. Bath. Bath rugby. 
17-6 up at half time, just to get beat 36-31 by Northampton Saints. I don't know what is going on with Bath this season, and I cannot wait for the new coach to arrive. And that's coming from an XR fan. <laughs> yeah, I you know I've got a lot of love for for Bath. Like, I, it's it's kind of a thing down here that you know you support your Exeter primarily, but you've, there's also a lot of love for like Bath and Bristol as well because they're our neighbours. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel for them because they're just I don't understand it as well. They've got the talent. Yeah. They've they've got talented players. Just something just isn't clicking. Um, hopefully, not- yeah, they'll be able to. They'll be able to really kind of stand up this season, next season, sorry, um, really dust off their shirts and have a, have a much better season because they really deserve it. They, they're putting in the graft. It's just not as cohesive as it could be. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Moving over to the less popular league, in some eyes, the, the URC, the United Rugby Championship. Edinburgh. Oh, this one gave me stress levels. So I, so I haven't watched much of the URC, unfortunately. That is a, a time constraint issue. Um, but I do, we are mutuals on TikTok. And the talent in that league, the, some of the players that are in there are just insane. Who's your favourite? Who's your top five players then? Just to test you, if uh, you can. I, I don't even know everyone's names. Ah. I'm sh- I'm shocking with names. I'm honestly, even at international level, I'm horrendous with names. Um, I but I just every time I see some footage from yeah. URC, I'm, I'm I'm impressed by it. I'm really impressed by it. It's it's a strange. So basically, Edin- my beloved Edinburgh has been flying high result wise the last few weeks, and they were at home on Friday night against Zebra, who hasn't won a game all season. They have two points to their name. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. It's running the stars. It's going to be a thumping. 29-26 win to Edinburgh with a last minute, like a last minute penalty. That was high level stress. We got, we walked away with five points that we needed, but oh no, don't do I that could, again. I could feel your anxiety from it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I didn't get, I wasn't able to go this week, sadly, but I did watch it at home and I'm just sitting there like, oh, like, we were our own downfall. Like we went down, we scored a try in the first minute, and then ten minutes later we get a man yellow carded for a dangerous tackle. Yeah. And then right at the start of the second half we get a man red carded. So you've essentially played fifty minutes of rugby, a man down, and that's hard for it, regardless of who you're against. So yeah, we squeezed that one out. What was Connell. the red card? What was the red card for? Do you feel it was really a red card or? Oh yeah, it cleared the boy out of a rock. Marshall Sykes absolutely obliterated the Zebra player in the rock. He knew he wasn't going to win it, and just just absolutely killed him essentially. And it was when when you see it in live action, you don't really have a gist of it the way it's filmed yeah. and all that. So as as soon as they showed you the TMO, I was like, oh, "That's a red card." And yeah, it didn't look great. He did his walking orders and oh, but uh, it's weird because not many teams have won over in South Africa this year. It's very hard to do so. Edinburgh were the first team to do it. Leinster couldn't even do it. The Sharks beat Leinster in the Shark Tank 28 23 
But you know who did it? And Sean will be happy with this. Connor. 33-30 against the Lions in South Africa. <laughs> Fair play. So somehow the Minnows, Edinburgh and Connacht, only teams to win in South Africa. Ah. That's incredible. That's so that's not random, but definitely unexpected. Had to be rugby connections teams to do it though. <laughs> it just had to be. <laughs> you couldn't write that any better. Actually, we've all won this week for Rugby Connection. Nice. Edinburgh's won, Connaught's won, XR Chiefs Ladies won. That helps me and you. Carl's yeah. a big Harlequins fan. They got the win over tight. Yeah, we're all flying high this week. Nice. Honestly, I it was it made me so happy to see the Chiefs women win because. So Over the last good. two seasons, they just have become more and more cohesive as a team. Yeah. Um, and it's so nice seeing girls that are local talent in there. It's yeah. what I've wanted for local girls. You know, they need to be seeing these players. You know, it's the whole, if they see it, they can be it. Um, and it's so I, know you, now, I know you're a big social aspect of rugby as well, Gemma. If, if COVID wasn't an issue, I think we would have all been there. So in Super Rugby this weekend, or last weekend, sorry, it was the Super Weekend. All, well, I say all 10. It was all. It was meant to be 10. No, all 12, sorry, but there was only 10 that could go because of COVID. Yeah. All 10 participating teams in the same city for the weekend of rugby. Oh, it sounds amazing. Friday to Sunday. We love it. We start off strong. I mean, Chiefs. Put 50 on the war task, 51-27. That was such a weird game. There was two intercepts, one for either side. And Jonah Lowe, the winger for the Chiefs, got four. Walking bonus point, as I called him. Amazing. <laughs> Walking bonus <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Walking bonus point, thank you. Um, the Blues beat the Fijian Drua, 35-18. Again, another interception, Rico Yuani And a celebration. Uh, some people would call it disrespectful. I thought it was funny. What did he do? This, right, so the interception came from about the 10 on the Blues half, and he was gone. Yeah. Dotted the ball down and... Okay, cool. Like, you read it out their playbook. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, love it. The disrespect. <laughs> I love that. I think that's funny. I don't... I thought know. it was funny. I don't uh, think that's, like, that's like unnecessary disrespect. Do you know what I mean? If he'd have been like, I don't know, putting a middle finger up at the crowd, like, that's not necessary. No, no, no. As soon as the ball went out, he was like, oh, yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, cool. And then just carried on. I was like, brilliant. That is so smooth. I love it. Um, This was a strange one. So the Queensland Reds were 17 points up against the Hurricanes. Did they win? Nope. Full-time Reds 17, Hurricanes 30. <laughs> How... And it was another day for the off another day at the office for the Crusaders who beat the Melbourne Rebels 42-17. The game I want to talk about is actually the game that never happened, sadly. It's Moana Pacifica versus the Western Force. Now we've been fortunate enough to speak to a few of the lads at the Western Force. And Byron Ralston, the interview came out last week with him. He messaged me that they're all ready to pack. And I'm looking at the fixtures. All right, cool. I can get up and watch it. I woke up the next day. Western Force weren't getting to go. 
they had too many COVID positive cases. Oh no! They brought in some academy players. They managed to feel that they get a team together to initially yeah. go. They got academy players in. They got boys from like local Perth teams or Perth universities to come in and the get their big shot. <laughs> and the morning of leaving, four more tests are positive. So there's not enough. They weren't allowed to go. So that, that sucks. But I mean, what could you imagine that? Just all of us getting drunk on the socials in Melbourne watching the rugby for the weekend. Well, my, my absolute dream is to go out to the Rugby World Cup this year it's obviously upcoming you're taking me i i mean i think mr prop life may argue about that <laughs> mr prop life no, I'll, I'll go with you not in place of i will go with him <laughs> yeah do you know we'll put you in the suitcase that's fine <laughs> but no that's my absolute dream because i just it's you know everyone has kind of like a rugby bucket list yes like even if they don't call it that they have kind of Everyone has their little thing that they want to achieve before they stop playing rugby. Um, For some people, it's very small. It's like scoring three tries. For some people, it's, you know, I want to play in a red rose shirt like Zia Lima. Um, My one of the things on my rugby bucket list is going out to New Zealand to watch rugby. And I'd love to play a game in New Zealand because I think I'd get I would just get absolutely run over. But I'd I'd have a great day. I would get run over, but I'd have the best time. So I'm hoping that maybe a, you know, a New Zealand rugby club club will come through and let me go and do a game with them. Um, something like that, you know, something will come through. Post Six Nations, you know, that's that's the dream where I'm at right now. Never say never. I mean, I think what was it mean Sean said the other day? I think this is more just a mutual dream. That rugby connections. Yep. Um, I think get us all as Rugby Connection at the 2031 World Cup in, if it's in the States. Nice, yes. Go stateside. Yeah. Cover it all. But, yeah, that's... Go so good. It's been a mad week. That's been a mad week of rugby. That's everything. We've got Women's Six Nations done, dusted for another week. It's a big one next week. Yes, it is. Um, are, England, are the Red Roses going to Grand Slam? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm very excited that I'm going to be there. Um, the Rugby Connection podcast is actually the first to hear about this, but I am flying to France on Saturday morning to go and cover it on behalf of the Women's States Nation. Ah, oh, I'm so jealous. I'm, it's honestly... It's the call you dream of. Like, yeah. it is the call you dream of. It's, again, my rugby bucket list come to life. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be out in France this weekend. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> Actually, we, we're, all, we're all reunited this weekend. Actually. You're all which, sorry? Well, the boys are reuniting this weekend, coming. So, Sean's across for the Edinburgh Ulster game. Amazing. Can't wait for that. So, yeah, we're. I, I don't know if Har's coming up. He might be. I don't. I don't know. He's got money. <laughs> but like that. So, some of us are reuniting anyway for for that. So that'll be well, fun. And then, I'll send you a selfie from France. It's fine. <laughs> I'll send you one from Edinburgh. 
That doesn't even sound exotic to me. That's it's like forty minutes from my house. It's not as I go to Edinburgh all the time. It's not that exotic. I mean, if I so I live right on the Devon coast, and people come to my town for a holiday, and yeah. you know, again, people they take pictures on the beach, and they're like, you know, I'm on my holiday, and I'm like, cool, that's my that's my beach. So, yeah. you know, one man's normal is another man's holiday. Exactly. But yes, I'm very very excited to be off off in france this weekend we're all um, we're all getting we're all getting our way in the world coming out this week this man has been on fire all season for ulster we're not rooting for him on saturday though i did tell him this as much <laughs> as we love him, we're not rooting for him on saturday and um, the interview with nathan doke will be out this week at some point probably friday or saturday maybe right before the game just to really amp it up absolute blast how the way he sees the game and how he wants to leave a legacy it's amazing to hear i won't spoil anymore but yeah so much coming out for rugby connection so much planned that involves Gemma and so many others i'm going to give Gemma a little insight when we stop recording but yeah there's <laughs> there's more exciting stuff i keep i'm we're all very busy but yeah subscribe to the youtube channel cuz the numbers are going up slowly but surely every week, and it's brilliant to see. Listen to us on Spotify if you don't want to see all this lusciousness. If, I, if you can't handle it, just listen to it. <laughs> so follow us on Spotify. Follow the podcast and all our individual accounts on Instagram and TikTok, because, you know, that's where we all started. That's where we're growing, and some more than others. Hey, Gemma. <laughs> Getting there slowly, anyway. <laughs> you're more. You're more than me. You're ten thousand more than me. I I did start quite a long time ago, though. I'm very old in TikTok terms. When did you start on TikTok? About two years ago now. All right. Okay. I like you. Off, and I started a year ago. Yeah, I'm an I'm an old bean. So. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, share, like, just comment, interact with us. That's the whole point. That's for the fans, by the fans. It's not just a slogan. It's a, it's a lifestyle choice. <laughs> the life motto. And if you, when you hit 20k on TikTok, I'll get that tattooed. For the fans, by the fans. If when I hit 20,000, you're never getting that fucking tattoo. <laughs> it's a deal. I've shaken, shaken on it on air. You have it on air on the Rugby Collection podcast. When Rugby Connection Pod hits 20,000, I will have for the fans. Oh, when the pod hits 20,000? Or when I hit 20,000? When the, the Rugby pod... Connection... Which, is, which one's on higher? Oh, we're all on higher individually. The pod's not even at 1,000. Okay, so when you hit 20,000 then... When okay. I hit 20,000? Yeah. There when, you go. When you hit 20,000... I will get for the fans, by the fans, tattooed, done. You know what? What number are you at now? I'm at 17,600. Right. So when you get to... When you get to 30,000, I'll do it. What, you'll get the prop life tattooed? Yeah, just a small... doesn't have to be massive. It's just a little... I'm, I'm, I'm going to screenshot this and I'm going to... I put it on my side. <laughs> there you go. There's You're a- going to have that t- tattoo by August. <laughs>
That's fine. It's all good. <laughs> but this has been the Rugby Connection podcast with the Prop Life, and we will see you next time.